Welcome back, you guys. This is the Up Close podcast, vlogcast, wherever you're tuning in from. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Tori. This is my hubby. I'm Chad, the hubby. <laughs> the hubby. And yeah, we just want to talk about topics that a lot of people don't talk about, or at least we feel like aren't talked about enough. And so today we're really going to touch on mental health. Uh, but before we get into that and our special guest who is absolutely incredible, we've been having a blast with her behind the scenes. We just want to give you a little bit of up close just with us and our week and what's been going on. Oh, Y'all, we just got back from New York <laughs> and it was amazing. It was very, very chilly. And unfortunately, my hubby's immune system just it broke couldn't, down. Couldn't deal. It broke down. I yeah. feel like Job right now with my face breaking out in boils. <laughs> Is that too Christian-y? First off, can I just say you're so good at that? Everything you just did, I love that. You just like nailed it. Thanks, I get babe. so nervous for intros and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like she's crushing it right now. I don't know if the camera saw me smiling. I was trying not to make her laugh, but I'm like, my Aww. wife, y'all. I um babe. so yes, unfortunately. I, my immune system broke down the last few days. I just got terribly sick and my wife had to put up with me and how miserable I am when I'm sick. And I broke out with cold sores and we chose to not cover it with makeup because yeah. on this uh, topic, we're gonna be talking about mental health and insecurities or anxiety or depression, whatever it may be for you and me. Um, it, it's something I really struggle with. I really struggle with, with, um, with an image issue where, you know, if you know what I do for work, I model for a living, that's, that's what I do. He and gets so, paid for that pretty face. And, <laughs> and so it really affects my mental health. It really affects mm -hmm. the way I feel about myself. And it, it doesn't matter what my wife says about me or what my friends say about me or, or even my mom. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> you know, it's, it's what I say about myself. And I've realized the past three days why I've had these on my lips, it's really shown the way I talk to myself, which is I, honestly, I'm so glad you're here. Because I, this is more of a counseling session for me, oh <laughs> and I just, I'm just excited to kind of unpack so many different topics for people that maybe are struggling with something similar, or there are different things that are going on inside their heads that they don't want people to know about, or they want to disguise. Because yeah. I typically wall myself off whenever I have these, you know, like mm -hmm. I don't want to go on castings, I don't want my agents to know, I don't want to show up for podcasts. It really does affect who I am as a person and who I am in Christ um, because of these. And so I just want to, this is a step for me to, um, to beat that and, and to say, you know, like, okay, God, this is, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to try to disguise it and um, let's roll. And okay. I love, well, babe, I love that. Cause we want to introduce our, our guest in just a second, but I even, you know, if you don't know, I used to deal with severe cystic acne and I opened up about it on my Instagram and my YouTube. But once I had conquered it or whatever, and I look back and I'm like, I wish so badly I would have been talking about it like he wanted me to when I was struggling with it because mm -hmm. there's so many other girls and guys where it completely like takes over mm -hmm. your mental space. I mean, I'd cry myself to sleep and be so depressed about it. And it's so funny how just something so what may seem superficial, how it can right. really affect your mental health. So on that, we are gonna introduce our lovely guest. Uh, this is Miss Brittany Moses. Okay. She is studying psychology at UCLA. 
Uh, she has a podcast, a blog, a website that's amazing. We were checking that out. I'm like, yes, girl. She has online resources, and she is a mama bear, aka she's just killing it in the whole life game, and has great advice on just practical ways that mental health affects our daily life, but also like the intersection of that mental health with faith. And mm. so, Ooh, I, I got I, I got the first question. I don't know why it hasn't even hit me this far, but. Okay, I think the one thing that is better than all the designations you have and all the research you have is your passion for this topic of mental health yes, and yeah, mental yeah. illness. I never would have imagined myself doing this if you would have asked me seven years ago. Um, I was really committed to serving in youth ministry and serving with churches and different church plants. And I also, at the time, had started sort of kind of a nonprofit for youth and young adults for leadership outreach Very and, cool. sorry, leadership development and community outreach. Mm. Um, and so was gathering teams together, was coordinating with, because we had um, representatives in different states and things like that. that. So was dealing with youth kind of collectively, just mm -hmm. serving, like newly came to Christ, was on fire. And one of the obstacles that I kept running into time and time again, which I didn't foresee, were mental health challenges. Mm. You know, there were constant issues of depression, even those living with a disability that mm. I didn't totally understand, um, a lot of anxiety, and even some, um, some of those who are struggling with holding on to their lives, you know, and so... Wait, was, is it so someone's holding on to their life? Like they were contemplating just not yeah. living anymore yeah. yeah and so this continued to be an obstacle both in my nonprofit and what i was seeing at church okay. um kind of one of the bigger light bulb moments that i had was when i was serving with a church in dallas texas it was a new church plant and they stuck me in with the youth and uh you know the lead pastor at the time came up to me and shared with me that you know, there was this mom and dad, they were distressed because their son was having, you know, struggling with depression and mm -hmm. he was having suicidal ideation. But this time they found a gun in his room. Mm. Um, and it was just kind of like... It got real. It got real. Mm -hmm. um, Brittany, why don't you go talk to the family? And... No know. pressure. No pressure. Oh, gosh. This Jeez. was before I was studying psychology or had done any training or anything like this. Yeah. And me just being, you know, serving. Oh, I went, I prayed with the family and whatnot, but it really showed me, okay, we have no idea what to do when it comes to these crises. I think that some churches are, some churches are getting better about having some resources in place, but mm -hmm. it still is kind of a gap. Um, and what to do with these more serious mental right. crises. Um, and so I just remember after that, I was just like, there's more going on here. Yeah. You know, there's something else going on here. I don't fully understand all the dynamics. Mm. And I would go to the library and rent out like every book I could find on ministry and mental Love health it. and the psyche. And I was taking notes like as if I was in a class. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you were the teacher. And I was my own teacher, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and so that was before I ended up deciding to go back to school for it, but I found a passion there just kind of in the natural world of doing ministry and that it was reoccurring. You know, you'd have people who came to Christ and who were born again and whatnot and even were given, you know, leadership positions, but you saw yeah. these issues coming up over and over again behaviorally or being blockaded. Yeah. 
Right. They couldn't fully, they had a hard time fully knowing God and knowing yourself. Any of, one of us who's probably struggled with any mental health challenges, it's hard to see clearly. Right. You know, it's just hard to see right. clearly. And mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, this is an obstacle not only to functionality just in life, but to their faith. Mm. And so I kind of say, like, I feel like I'm in the ministry of, like, talking people off the ledge. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Man. Yeah. That's heavy. No, and I love that, that you're talking about it in the church because there's so much, I hate to say the word, actually, I don't hate to say it, Christianese, you yeah, know, and yeah. it's so cringy. And these people are dealing with real stuff, and I mm -hmm. feel like a lot of Christians, they're not well equipped to know how to handle what, you know, just how you said, you right. walked into that, that room and you didn't feel equipped to handle that family. Right. And, and how do we, you know, because I get questions on Instagram all the time from right. girls, and sometimes I don't feel equipped right. to answer their questions or I'm not a counselor. You know, I don't, I don't have a PhD. I don't have a doctorate. Like, I don't study psychology. All I can do is be a listening ear and point yeah. them in the right direction. But at the same time, it's like, what can we do other than say, well, have you prayed about it? Like, what are, like, signs? What, what, should, we, what should I do in that situation when, you know, a young girl or just a young person in general, you know, says, like, hey, I'm yeah. dealing with X, Y, or Z? Yeah, I definitely think as believers, we have to give ourselves permission to not be the expert on all things. Right. Well, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I mean, like, let's be real here. With his okay. Harvard shirt on, you know. I'm, I'm sure you're probably wondering, Chad, did you go to Harvard? I absolutely did go to Harvard, but I didn't attend school there. I just went there and I, I just came back with this lousy shirt. Yeah. You know. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, you know, just we get the savior, savior syndrome, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, we, we want to be the end of their healing process. We right. want to have the answer that's going to be that root so point good. of healing. Yeah. And um, it, it, it's We're actually prideful. It's yeah. actually prideful. I think, that's what, I think that's what a lot of people struggle yeah. with. And when I say a lot of people, I mean me, mm -hmm. is that I definitely have that savior complex, yeah. but I mask it as in, I want the best for that person. Right. You know, it's, it's I don't right. think, I don't think other believers are walking around saying, oh, I'm, I'm the Jesus in their life. I need to save them. Right. But there may be a guilt problem ab about why they're maybe uh, crossing boundaries to love that person in a, a space that they don't maybe belong. Hmm. And so I think yeah. that there could be different reasons that we kind of mask as to why we do cross lines to go help people. Mm -hmm. But it's hard because we don't always see it. We can be blinded by it. We're definitely not yeah. just walking through like, oh, I'm the savior in this. Yeah but we, we still do cross that line. I'm so glad you said that because I think that one is definitely just a lack of boundaries. Mm -hmm. But also too, I think that a lot of people just um, are not comfortable mm -hmm. with sitting long enough with other people's discomfort. I think that a lot of times we just don't do well with discomfort. Yeah. And a lot of times because we haven't sat with our own discomfort mm -hmm. um, and dealt with it. And so we want to give people these quick fixes and these quick answers because it's easier to do than to actually sit with someone and be like, you know what? This is hard. Like, right. I don't have the answers for all of this. I need to do um, that more really with my difficult, wife, you know, but I'm here for you and I'm, I'm willing to walk with you, you know, let's, Hey, let's look at some resources and, you know, I'm willing to, you know, walk that path with you. I think that's much more humble. I think it's also safer when you're thinking yeah. about all these dynamics that are involved. Uh, and so, 
Yeah, you know, it's, we don't have to have the answers for all things. There are people yeah. who are specifically trained for this and to know all of these dynamics. And sometimes the most healing thing that you can do is just walk with a person. So, so just kind of going backwards a little bit, yeah. I know that mental health is such a buzzword nowadays. It's like, it's very popular to talk about now, which, yeah. you know, shout out. That's why we're, you know, just kidding. We're not. <laughs> It's like, it, and so it's something that we want to have a greater conversation with, mm -hmm. but we also want it to be applicable to our audience right. in a way that like it really impacts them. They walk away and thinking, oh man, like, oh, I see where my mental health was being affected there. Right. It's not always, if, if it's not depression, it could be anxiety. If it's not anxiety, right. it could be burnout. If it's not burnout, mm -hmm. it could be suicidal thoughts. If it's not that, it could be yeah. so many different things. So can you unpack a little bit about what mental health encompasses, no pressure. No <laughs> pressure. No, I think that's a really good point because it's such an abstract idea and you right. just say, take care of your mental health. And it's yeah. like, Thanks. what is that? What does that even mean? So I think that uh, we can say, we can safely say like your mental state, right? And I think that uh, what helps, I think to illustrate it is seeing mental health like physical health. I think that's because it's more concrete. Mm -hmm. So we all have physical health. We all right. have mental health, right? And it's yeah. all on a spectrum. Mm -hmm. So when you're, you know, thriving, you're usually having, you know, your social relationships are, are thriving, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you are able to usually kind of cope with life, life stressors because we're always going to have life stressors, right. right? But you're able to cope through those. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, yeah, it's on a spectrum. Now, when you're experiencing, for example, anxiety or depression, I like to compare it to say like a cold, right? Like mm. you may have a cold and it's kind of episodic and it comes up and mm. it kind of goes away after a while with just a little bit of treatment. So right. you might have depression or anxiety that's just kind of episodic. It shows up in your life, maybe due to any number amount of like circumstances right, or that are triggering mm. that. And then there, is, there are mental conditions that are more like diabetes, right? right? Where it's something that's maybe diagnosable and that that person might need continued maintenance for their whole life. But it right. is manageable. Sometimes it's preventable. Uh, and there are treatments available so that a person could live a functioning life. So I think that if we can see it in the same way that we see physical health, because right. they are connected, um, that kind of helps. So for me, I like if I'm just I, like in situations in my life where I just felt like I was drowning mm -hmm. mentally, you know, I would compare it to I'm in the ICU. Right. You know what I mean? Right mm -hmm. now, mentally, mm -hmm. I'm in the ICU and I need a lifeline. It's right. so interesting <laughs> just to parallel, you know, a physical yeah. circumstance to like a mental well-being, you know, and mm -hmm. it, it's a great like picture or metaphor for people to even just think about it like, oh, wow, like, if I'm sick, I go to a doctor, you know, right. for the most part, especially if there's a greater injury or sickness. Exactly. And so until people start to see their mental health that way uh, and see it as something that can actually either be cured or be treated mm -hmm. over time right. through recovery and healing and all that stuff, it it's hard because it, a lot of people, you know, it's the whole uh, thoughts and, and prayers, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that My yeah. thoughts and prayers are with you. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's great, mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of, 
maybe physical, tangible things we can do to right. still walk in that in a in a in a in a in a direction towards mental well-being. Kind of like what you said off camera. You're yes. like, well, I'm gonna pray on the way to the doctor. Pray on the way to the doctor. You know, like yeah. I'm gonna continually pray because that's yeah. what I'm called to do. Like to right. be in continuous communication with God. And mm -hmm. I think the cool thing that just kind of came to my head is like God's not unaware of the fact that you're struggling mentally. You know, like, right. he's, he's not surprised. He's, he's there in your, like, he's with you. Right. And, and he knows that, like, hey, there's resources that I've made available to you. Yeah. Right. And you're not and you're utilizing them. them. Yes. Yeah. And, good, yeah. And I feel like that's how God is sometimes with mm -hmm. us. You know, he's given us these gifts. He's given us these resources. Right. And we're like, eh, it's fine. I'm fine. I don't need it. Right. right. And God's like, no, I've given you all of these things that are going to benefit you. Yes. And and we there's so much like there's a stigma around mm -hmm. going to quote unquote therapy. You know, like how do we get past that? Like there's no stigma about going to the doctor, doctor. when you're sick. Right. Physically. Right. But there's a stigma around going to a therapist when you're mentally unwell. I think it's because that's a really great point. I think it's because we've seen the mind as this existential place for so long. And the truth is that the brain is an organ, mm. right? And the brain plays a role in our mood and behavior. So, you know, obviously thoughts and prayers are great. God can work anything. But like you said, he's also given us all these gifts. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to our physical health, you know, we don't hesitate to t hesitate to tell someone to right. go to the doctor, get an assessment, get it checked out. You're having mm -hmm. these symptoms. You might totally. want to check it out. Same thing with mental health, because something that I like to advocate is that we are bio, psycho, social, spiritual mm -hmm. beings. And all of these things make up the whole being and all of these things play a role in your mental health. So, you know, you have biological rights. You have all your neurons and brain chemicals that play a role in mood, right? Mm -hmm. And then you, Is hormones, that the dopamines and all of that, serotonins, all that the stuff, serotonins, all the chemical releases, all the chemicals, yeah. right? And then you have your psychological, which is kind of your thought patterns. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our thought patterns are shaped by um, experience, what we've been through, mm -hmm. you know, this especially plays a role if someone's experienced trauma, mm -hmm. right? That's going to rewire the way that they view the world. Um, and then we're social beings. We are created to be social, so if you're living in isolation, right. if you're withdrawing, that's going to play a role, totally. you know, and then we're spiritual. So mm -hmm. what do we truly believe at the core when our faith right. is being tested right. in those moments? So all of those things are playing a role, and those things don't have to do with a person's faith. Right. That's literally something that's going on within their body, and you need someone to assess for that. Mm. So. And I love what you said earlier. I'm sorry, I did not mean no, to cut you off. Totally but fine. when we were chatting, you said something really important. If you aren't well versed in the topic, but someone comes to you right. to ask the right questions, you know, and not just yes. say, yeah. I'll be praying for you or you should pray about it. Right. But how do we actually right. be that listening ear and ask them the right questions that, that gets them thinking so yes. that they, they have that personal assessment of, oh, okay, well, yeah. maybe I'm a little bit off on the spectrum or a little different than right. I thought I was. Maybe I should actually go see right. someone. No, the right. everyday person doesn't have a checklist right. there. Yeah. But some, I think, key questions you can ask, you know, it's like, you know, how, how long have you been feeling this way, right? Mm -hmm. Because if a person has been feeling depressed or anxious for, say, more than six weeks, 
that's persistent and that's kind of a red flag for something that's more serious mm -hmm. and might need treating versus something that kind of might be just a week right. that's just sadness. And, or, and this is off the basis that someone comes up to you and yeah. is like, hey, I've been feeling kind of right. bad. Or mm -hmm. it comes up in conversation. I see. And they're like, okay. you know what, I just... I haven't been able to sleep. I've just been feeling really down. Maybe I've been feeling shame and alone. And, um, you know, if how long has this been going on? You mm -hmm. know, and typically if they've been feeling that way more days than not, mm -hmm. then that can be a clear sign that, okay, this is more serious. This isn't just been a week or two weeks. This is something yeah. that's persistent. And that would be like a key indicator to say, you know, have you have you talked to anyone or do you have anyone that you can talk to about this? You know, mm. um, I'm sorry you're feeling this way. I'm here right. for you. Let's let's maybe see. I was going to go back to meet people where they are. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you obviously can't force anyone to disclose or share anything that they don't want to. Right. Um, but I think exactly what you said is the right place to be in is, you know what, I'm not a clinician. I'm not a therapist because that takes off that mantle of I need yeah. to have I need to fix this person. Yeah. Right. I need to have all the answers for this person. And that's when you get into the dismissive responses. Right. right? Where it's just like, oh, well, you know, have you walked outside lately? You know what I mean? Right. Or, or, or the, have you? I, I heard a really bad one to say yeah. is to say, oh yeah, whenever I went through that. Right, or mm -hmm. to like cast it back onto yourself. Yeah. So I make think, it about you. Yeah, just focusing right. on the person and you know, hey, I'm. Do you is there? Do you want to talk about it? You know, what's going on? And if mm -hmm. you do have a close relationship with that person enough, um, sometimes you can kind of accountably highlight, you know things that they're doing better to encourage mm -hmm. like, oh, I see that, you know, you got a blog out there. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Or I see that you've been wins. working out how like yeah. that's been cool, like encouraging the wins because usually your mind is kind of tainted toward this negative yeah. tunnel vision. Yeah. So that's a great way. I actually um, loved your blog post about I think it was what ten ways you're doing better oh. than you think you are, yeah, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I think I think that's what it was. Yeah, because yeah, the struggle bus is real, yeah. and you always feel like you're just under the current, Bailing. and you're not doing anything right. Yeah. So I did do that kind of blog with positively affirming, like, "Hey, this is the signs that we're we're still moving along," moving you forward. know. Yeah, um, love that. So yeah, I, just meeting people where they are, you know, letting them know that you are an open ear, being mm -hmm. non-judgmental, where it's like, right. hey, there is grace for you no matter where you are, right. and I hear you, mm -hmm. you know, and even if you've never been there, it's like, look, I, I've never been there. I can't imagine, like, what that must feel like. Like, I'm here if you want to share a right. bit more about what that's been like for you and let them, let mm. others take the lead on right. what they're feeling. Or sometimes I ask, because I get a lot of people who are like, I'm struggling with this or I'm having yeah. a crying episode yeah. today or whatnot. I will ask them, you know, I'm so, I'm so sorry you're having a rough day. Uh, what usually helps you? That's, That's what good. I'll ask them, like what usually helps you during this or what usually helps you in these moments and just That's helping good. them recall their own natural common sense kind mm -hmm. of resources that help them, you know, instead of telling them you need to do this or you should yeah. try this. Have you tried that? Right. You know, it's like what, what usually, I'm curious, like what usually helps you in these moments? And they usually have their go-to, especially if they're someone who does have a therapist or mm -hmm. is living with a condition they probably have some coping skills or things yeah. that they've learned in therapy. Yeah. And so if you can redirect them to that, it's like, 
it's shared wisdom. You don't yeah. you have to be the one with all the answers, and you're letting them take the lead. Um, yeah. Even in a therapeutic relationship with a therapist, it's not supposed to be me telling you what to do with your life. We're a team, right. and mm. we're working together on what works yeah. best for you. Mm. Well, I love yeah. that, and we just want to thank you for coming. I feel like we could talk about this for forever, forever <laughs> like days on end. We just, haven't even gotten started on, on CBT. I just love you guys. <laughs> behavior therapy. Cognitive Bible therapy. Cognitive Bible therapy. There it yeah, is. The, the real CBT. There it is. Well, we, we want to... Yes, y'all do that. But before <laughs> we close off, I just want to yeah. give you the floor. If you have anything going on, if you want to tell the viewers or listeners. Yeah. Plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug. Here it is. Here's hey, the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you go to my blog, BrittanyAmoses.com, that's kind of where I house all of my content information from the podcast to articles to uh, like what else sometimes I do printables like mental health trackers that. and yeah, things I, love that. I just make things for myself and my own mental health and like I wonder if this will help somebody else yeah. I yeah. saw there's an app and there's a there's blog an app. And there's a podcast there's a podcast yeah. so I have the faith and mental wellness podcast which is exactly what it sounds like we're integrating faith and mental health and it's really cool because I've opened it up to where I have people with both lived experience, those who are living with a diagnosis or yeah. have experienced these mental conditions, and professionals, those who are researchers, psychiatrists, mm -hmm. psychologists, um, and even I have a biochemist on there that talks about the relationship between Very nutrition cool. and mental health, and just kind of destigmatizing, covering the whole person, and mm -hmm. have it very conversational um, kind of psychoeducation for anyone who wants to listen. Well, we just want to thank our listeners and our viewers for tuning in to this episode of Up Close. Like and subscribe. Stay tuned for our next episode, and we hope that you have the best day ever. The best day ever.